Down at Our Rendezvous is recorded before a live drinking audience. Well, hello again, and welcome down at our rendezvous. We are on the road. We have escaped from the Regal Seagull in Lucadia for one week because we had to come back again to the Spring Valley Tailgate and Barbecue Festival. And, Shell, we're starting out with our host. Congratulations, Sean Walsh. Tenth year of the festival down here. Did you, When you started, did you think that this would be a 10-year, decade-long kind of process? Definitely not. We are so grateful that Spring Valley, East County, and really the barbecue community has just embraced this amateur barbecue event. And, you know, really it was about giving back to local youth sports. And, you know, I went to Derek Marso, who owns Valley Farm, and asked him to be our primary sponsor when this crazy idea happened, you know, over 11 years ago. And, you know, Gene Goykachea came by. He helped us organize this amateur event. And, you know, every year we've learned something, but really the coolest thing is like, you know, we have 20 amateur teams, 13 of those teams this year are first year teams. And barbecue is something that once you catch the bug for barbecue, you uh, find yourself all over the country looking for the best slow smoke that you can find. And um, there's some really great pitmasters out here on the West Coast and, you know, having local places like Coop's, um, who has West Texas Barbecue. He's a, he's a mile away. He's been supporting this event since we started. We have Corbin's, who's up near SDSU. I mean, it's just, it's something that is so San Diego, but it's so East County at the same time. It definitely is. I can tell you, and you know this, that you have gotten us hooked on it. And, and we now feel like family out here when we come out here and Corbin's yelling at us across the way saying, hey guys. And, you know, we see all the... Brian from Hot Sauces and More, Ben and Shelly, and it's it's really fun to come out here and, and support this event. It's a great event. One of the cool things, too, is like, you know, obviously you guys know how much I love sports entertainment and sports media, and to see how many people in the sports media that have a big green egg is just absolutely incredible. You guys have a big green egg. Yeah, Scott Kaplan yeah, has a big yeah. green egg. My son and I are going to have a big green egg. Um, who else? Who else has a big? Uh, Jim Trotter from NFL Network. Scott has, is a southern. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's it's awesome to see barbecue and our spin on barbecue. You know, that's the best thing. It's it's tradition, but it's a spin. There is something about uh, sports and barbecue tailgating. You know, that it all kinds of come together, and there's a. Uh, it's almost an addictive appeal. Once you get into it, it's like when you miss a week for, for games, it doesn't feel right anymore because it just becomes, especially this time of year, football, fall season, it just doesn't feel right without it. You, I mean, the, we, we started and it was the Spring Valley Barbecue and Tailgate. And like tailgating's in our blood. It's something that once we started getting into the barbecue world, we realized that the barbecue world and the tailgating world, they're one and the same. I mean, you spend so much time with your family with your friends but it's it's more than that it's like it's potluck style people come and they help and then you invite other people and then somebody you tailgate with all of a sudden you, they're like family you watch their kids grow up in the parking lot and that's you know that's something that is so unique to sports it's unique to football and it's unique to barbecue tell me a little bit about the prep that goes into the event because not only do you get the amateur team set up but there's the vendors there's the dj there's the tokens there's the beer garden there's the obviously everything that goes along with an event in terms of in restrooms and fencing and, and just regulations, the city. Tell me a little bit just about what goes into setting up this event. Yeah, so I mean, we have a 64-page approved county uh, permit to put this thing on. And, you know, we have to get coordination from the health department. We have to get coordination from the sheriff's department, the fire department. 
um, health department. That's another huge, one of the biggest things I was telling you guys earlier is there's really two events that are happening. We have an amateur barbecue contest. So these teams are out here competing in five different categories, four food categories, ribs, chicken, tri-tip, and carne asada, and then best tailgate. They're not serving the public. The people that are serving the public for barbecue tokens, they have to have a temporary food facility permit, which is a $300 permit for a one-time permit, or I think it's up to like 517 for an annual permit. So those people are like restaurants, and those restaurant partners, it makes sense for them to buy an annual permit because they go out and do food festivals. One of the things growing this event, we tried to have amateur teams also serve the public and compete. And that's just a lot to ask. You know, it's a lot to ask from an amateur team that this is their first time out. You know, they already have KCBS rules and regulations. They got to turn things in. If it's a second late, it's going to get disqualified. All those points matter. So, you know, we've learned a lot in 10 years. And like you said, it takes a village to put this thing on. And that's no joke. I mean, we have a team. Valley Farm has a team. We're running the restaurant. Um, there's so many moving parts, but that's really the best part about it. You know, it's like we get to see these people twice a year, once for this amateur event, once for the turf and surf event. And, you know, that's the coolest thing that's got going on for us. Well, thanks, Sean, for having us. We always love coming out to your events. They're so much fun. So much fun. When are we going to do this up at uh, Regal Siegel? We need to. The village. We need to sh so the whole, the whole idea is you got to shake up the village. Everyone, we all live our lives. We all get in our routines. And one of the things, the reason we started this, we're like, if we shut down the street, then people will know we're here, right? Because they, they literally, they have, they have to detour and go around us. Well, I will tell you that the new chef at the Regal Siegel has brought in a smoker. Okay. And so every Sunday, every Sunday West he's Coast smoking Park, stuff. Yep, exactly. I love it. I really would. I mean, it, with the trouble that you go down shutting, what is Bancroft as it turns yes. around here, you try to shut down the 101 in um, Lucadia, that's going to require probably more permits, I is like my that. guess. I like that. I'm, I'm sure there's a crazy person in Lucadia that would be down. And if they need any help, we'd be down to help. Oh, I, I know the perfect person. <laughs> we're, we're, all, we're all for more, more block parties, more barbecue block parties. Well, we're going uh, to walk around, meet some of the people who are here, uh, judging competitors, uh, fans, just everyone walking around. And uh, hopefully everyone enjoys this edition. But again, Sean, it's always great to be out here. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. <laughs> Well, guess who down at our rendezvous ran into down at our rendezvous in Spring Valley from the world-famous Ben and Woods and Mazone show. Uh, which one are you? I'm the Mazone. Oh, he's the Mazone from the Ben and Woods oh. and Mazone show. I didn't realize you were such a barbecue aficionado. Yeah, I am. I love it. I've always loved it. Uh, I do a little barbecue myself. I've been getting into it the last few months, year or so, but... It's great. I love barbecue. I love Cali Comfort, too. The place is great. Where's our other co-host? Shouldn't Woods be here if we're all here? Woods, yeah, and then we're missing Laboo. We're missing Blunt. We're missing everybody. Shelly's here. She's a co-host. Yep, I'm here. I am a co-host. Right, he's missing out on something. <laughs> this is a pretty cool event. Have you been to this event before? No, this is actually my first time. And I don't live too far either, so I, I feel like I should come by even more often. Yeah, this is a great family event. Ben and I have come for a couple years to support Sean and Cali Comfort. Um, and it's perfect for families. Like, your kids are here. And they're asking for more food, so they're not full yet. We invited our kids, and they said, it's a little too far from Encinitas to drive. I'd want to come, but uh, do I have to drive all the way down there? And I said, yeah. They said, eh, maybe not. Maybe next time. So uh, so tell me about some of your own barbecuing skills at home. Uh, well, I have a smoker, and my, well, my trigger does everything. But I used to bullet smoke, so manually bullet smoke my meat. Uh, I do tri-tip, chicken, uh Whatever, I put everything on there. I put a pizza on my Traeger. I've done the pizza recently from scratch. So, I mean, anything you could put on a grill or anything you can smoke, I do it. 
I love it. Shell, you get to share notes here. You guys are, are compassionate here. Yeah, we both like to like to do this. <laughs> ben and I, um, Ben and I love to do everything on. We have an egg, okay. so we do pretty much everything. I've made like hand pies, baked on the egg, and um, we've done pizza. We've done brisket and tri-tip. I think we've uh, the best thing that we're doing right now that we've kind of nailed down is our tri-tip. We've got that pretty much dialed in, right? Yeah. I mean, the last brisket we did was probably our favorite one. It was about 14 hours altogether. Uh, the, it, it stresses shell out though because you got to do it overnight and yeah. you just like go to sleep and you're waking up every two hours and I, making. I, I need to get one of those. There's a tool that a friend told me about that I need to get that that actually H.J. Preller told me about that um, it it keeps the yeah it keeps the temperature the same in the egg so that I don't have to be getting up every two hours because it like I can't sleep and then we're usually entertaining if we do a brisket and I've not slept the entire night so I'm like exhausted by the time like our party starts yeah basically. it's just like a newborn <laughs> exactly every two hours so um, any thoughts on uh, how the Ben and Woods show is going these first four and a half months on our new home, 97.3 The Fan, San Diego's number one sports station? I think it's going fantastic. I mean, we're really gelling. We're really moving along great. You know, uh, we've had some great news. In, or We've had some news recently with the new hiring of the manager. I won't go into great news, but I think we've been doing well. Even with Woods being gone for a week, I mean, you handled your own. I'm proud of you. Well, uh, Mazzone, we appreciate you chatting with us here at the uh, Barbecue Festival. Go ahead and go ahead and eat some more barbecue with the fam, but thanks for stopping no by. Problem. See you guys around. <laughs> here with Jose Reynoso on the Down at Our Rendezvous podcast. And, uh, Jose, first of all, uh, tell us uh, what you do and uh, why you're here at the Spring Valley Barbecue and Tailgate Fest. Well, um, I work at Torrey Pines High School. I'm actually one of the two campus supervisors, and I work directly with you know staff and the kids. And we're down here kind of making some new connections, talking to some new people because we are in our inaugural year of the Torrey Pines Barbecue Club slash team that we're putting together. This is so, I, when Sean was telling us about this, I'm so excited because I'm so into barbecue. I love, we have a big green egg and I love it. And um, getting the kids excited about cooking, let alone barbecue is awesome. And um, so you had an insane sign up for the club. Tell me about, tell us about that. We just, we luckily, we were able to put everything together a few days before club day. And so there's a couple of rules to club day. One, you cannot give out food. So we were demoing barbecue, but the kids couldn't eat it. We could only give it to staff <laughs> because they also said too, you know, they were hating on us a little bit because they're like, you guys will give them food and then they'll sign up. I mean, that's how that works. <laughs> Even though all the tables next to us, they were giving away ice cream, root beer floats, candies, and all these things. And uh, I asked them, hey, what's a good sign-up? And ASB was like, well, you'll probably have maybe 15, 20 kids, and half of those will drop off. You'll end up with a good, you know, 10 to start, which is good, you know. And so at the end of the club day, we kind of compiled emails and phone numbers, and they're like, how would you guys do? And I'm like, we had 115 kids sign up. And since then, daily, we're still putting another three to five on the list because this is just something that the kids are really excited about. So what's the idea how um, you're going to kind of implement that now with all these kids and what activities and uh, how you're going to kind of pass along the barbecue culture to high schoolers? Well, what we're going to do is this. We're going to have two meetings a month. The first the first meeting of every month is going to be theory. Theory will be teaching them how to build a, a fire, maintain a fire at a temperature, also teaching them what woods go with what, you know, proteins and things like that that you're cooking. And we're also going to be talking about making rubs from scratch, sauces from scratch, presentation. 
then what we will do is the second class of the month is the one we will actually cook and to kind of make it fun so it's not like we're just getting together to barbecue since we have so many kids we're going to set them up in little teams and those kids will compete against the other teams who has the best sauce who has the best ribs who has the best chicken and what we'll do through that is is as they're con constantly consistently winning or one team is doing better is we'll start picking apart those teams and putting together a legit team and we want to take these kids out to events just like the one they're at today and and see how they do and you you've bit you've started working with like local businesses to help you i mean you're going to need the product <laughs> to be able to do the cook so i um sean was saying that you've been working with seaside and who else have you been working with oh boy so we're on the ground floor right now so what we are doing is we're not putting out a million feelers uh it felt wrong because this is my baby I, it was my idea but i had the support of the school and teachers that are willing to give their time and they and when we told asb for example that we had three teachers that were willing to give their time they were amazed because they said a lot of the clubs fail because the kids want to do it but no none of the adults or teachers are willing to give time for the club so having so many people involved, which ended up being great because of how many kids we have. So we started reaching out to people that we just felt kind of, we, we weren't being bougie with it, but we didn't want to just be like, hey, Vons, can you give us some meat? We wanted to work with people that we enjoy or that, that w where we spend our money. And so we reached out to Seaside. And Seaside is very particular about who they give anything to because they want it to be very close to their store they don't support clubs they don't think they don't do special interest so i took the little uh the form didn't even fill it out but put a paragraph at the bottom what we were about and asked them to give me an email well the owner called me um very friendly man and uh we hit it off we started talking about stuff he knew i wasn't just blowing smoke talking bs he knew that i knew meat i knew what i was talking about and he loved it we kind of vibed and he was like, here's what I'm going to do for you. You know, we're going to, we want to get involved. He wants to have some Tory Pines items sold in the store where we can make a little money tort for the club. He said we could fundraise, have the kids making some smoked sandwiches or something outside. So we're just really excited about that. And we are right now, we've got culinary in our school. So we have a lot of amazing things there. But the main thing we're missing right now is with all these kids, we've got to get a couple large smokers in there. So we just don't have the square inch right now to to cater to all these kids. But that's our next step. So that's what we're looking for right now. I'm sensing some big time uh, barbecue fundraisers at some point in the future. But it sounds like this is amazing on the ground floor. When you I mean, talking to some of these kids, how, why? What are they interested in it? Are they, I mean, are their parents? into barbecue is this just something like you know culture that kids are aware of because uh, to me it feels like something that you know i got into later in life i didn't even know about slow smoked barbecue until well after college what what do you think is the appeal for high schoolers here's the thing is that uh we have a still have a legit wood shop we have a legit auto shop and we have a good you know award-winning robotics team and we have a full culinary program and so these kids are already learning some of these skills that a lot of schools don't have. So we have a lot of kids that are very hands-on. And we would do kind of quarterly barbecues, end-of-year barbecues, Halloween barbecue, things like that. And I would bring the smokers out. And then we also have a very large kind of griddle where the kids can make their own burgers and stuff. But the smokers, they didn't care what was on it. They were just curious how it worked, what went involved, like how you did it. And then they, they were blown away because, you know, we'd make pulled pork sliders for them. And they're like, this is delicious. Can you teach me how to make this? I'm like, do you have 10 hours? <laughs> they're like, 10 hours? I'm like, yeah, that's what it's going to. It's slow and slow. That's, that's the thing. And a lot of these kids would be like, the sauce is so good. Like, where did you buy it? I'm like, I made it. 
And for them, they were like, to, to see that you could do something and it takes a lot of TLC and time, you think now that the, now everybody wants everything so instant, right? But I think a lot of these kids fell in love with this process. And um, we told the kids, this isn't just a social club. We're going to teach you things, life skills. And also, uh, our school also feels this is going to look really cool on a college resume. You know, everyone's got a debate club. Everyone's got a model UN. But we're going to have, you know, barbecue team on there. And even if, here's the thing, even if they're not competing, they're going to have life skills. And this is something that they could pass on. And we want to make this, you know, this barbecue movement in California. Who says we can't be known for this, you know, going forward? Jose, I'm super impressed. And this is awesome. And I hope that all the high schools kind of see your example and latch on and do similar things. I think it would be such a cool thing to have the high schools compete with each other in a barbecue competition uh, this does feel like something that can really catch on at, at other high schools as well they could be like you know they have like science olympiad academic decathlon there could be like an all high school barbecue competition in the future throughout san diego county i really appreciate you spending a few minutes with us on the down at our rendezvous podcast thank you jose thank you very much for uh taking a few minutes to talk to me <laughs> All right, continuing down at our rendezvous from the Spring Valley Tailgate and Barbecue Festival, getting the competitor's perspective now uh, from Jeremy Melton. And Jeremy, we're going to have to do a full podcast about your, your new venture here, but thanks for uh, joining us for a few minutes. Oh, yeah, glad to be here and look forward to that, uh, that opportunity. So what is, uh, first of all, what's a day like on a competition barbecue day for you? And you're doing all the meats, so kind of take us through what this is uh, like for you. Well, I guess it's more than the day today because it starts yesterday and the day before and a little of the day before and, and then some, you know, like I did a few hours of prepping all the meat and everything yesterday. Uh, that helped me greatly today as it took some time getting loaded in this morning. Uh, you know, down here where they've got us down this like alley, it actually works really good for all the competitors, but it took some time to get everybody into their spaces as opposed to the way it would usually be. So it was nice to have that prep done and not have to sweat it today because if I were sitting here having to do all of my meat prep, I, I would have been a lot busier and so it's working out great today because kind of stress-free just got my itinerary built out of what's got to go on and just kind of following it making sure things get on on the cooker properly making sure it's staying up to temp and uh, just just kind of following my plan so good day so far um, what categories you're doing all the categories, right? Okay, so what are the categories? Tell us what the categories are. So you got ribs, uh, pork ribs. So you can turn in baby backs, spares, St. Louis, but the common competition is a nice, perfect, square, straight St. Louis rib. Uh, so there's that. There's chicken. Again, chicken is kind of wide open. You can turn in all sorts of things. People have success in legs. Some people are really ballsy and will do a breast, you know, and if you can turn it out perfectly, then so be it. Uh, the common one for comp is chicken thighs. There's a lot of prep that goes into all of that to make them look perfect and bite through is on point and, and everything like that. And so then here, the different ones from a standard professional KCBS, we have tri-tip and then we have carne asada. And so luckily the prep on both of those is not too bad. Let's talk about ribs for a second. Um, what have you noticed does well in terms of judges at a competition? What are they usually looking for? What are the kind of ribs that end up being the winners usually? Uh, definitely a St. Louis, you know, the, the look of it Appearance isn't everything on a score. It's actually a kind of a small segment of it. But if they open them and they look perfect, like they were picture worthy, you know, like somebody would put these as this, this is the picture that's going in a magazine or something that helps. And you Instagram know. ready. Exactly. So a nice, you know, a nice red candy glaze, uh, the flavor profile. Everybody kind of wants something a little different. 
I kind of like it to be a little savory, a little salty, but a little bit of, you know, peppery heat in there as well. Uh, the big thing, yeah, is if you can get a sauce that candies up real nice and, uh, and, and, and looks nice and kind of a mahogany red sort of color in there, that, that helps. And again, the bite through, you know, everybody goes, oh, I want fall off the bone ribs. Like when I make them for myself at home, yeah, I borderline that fall off the bone. But for a comp, you want to be able to have a bite and that bite, you know, you got your teeth marks, you right to the bone, the meat comes off the bone, but the whole meat does not peel off and you're left with a rib on the bone with one bite out. So that always fascinates me because it is such a fine line between, it's like an avocado waiting for it to get ripe. It's like, not, it's too, not, not, not yet, not yet. Okay, it's perfect. Okay, now it's too, too mushy. Yeah. That's kind of what it goes with competition ribs, right? I mean, if you're, if you're a hair under and it's still kind of chewy and you can't pull it off and it gets, sticks in your teeth, that's a fail. Yep. If you go a little too long and it just kind of falls right off, that's also a competition fail. Yep. Yeah, there's a fine line of perfection on that, uh, on the rib finish, definitely. <laughs> so what are what are your turn-in times today? Like when do you, when are you guys starting to turn stuff into the judges? So we got tri-tip at 1, we got chicken at 1.30, ribs at 2, and carne at 2.30. So you get a half hour between. And each one of those times has a five minute window on each side, both before and after. So they give you a total of a 10 minute window for your turn in, not one second early, not one second late. So it gets a little frantic then in the last hour and a half. How do you work out the timing so that everything's hot, it's rested enough? I mean, you know, is that uh, down to a schedule? Is it down to feel? How do you work that? There's a little bit of both. Obviously, you know, you hope for the best. I've got a paper schedule of 15 minute increments of time made out on a notebook paper and I've got my my best case scenarios of where I want to be at each particular time, starting with the turn-in or starting with the, I, I guess I start my itinerary with my turn-in times and I work them all back from there with my windows of whereabout I think my cook times should be. Um, and you just kind of adjust accordingly. If it's really hot, you get a little different. If it's cold, you give them a little longer, right? But there's, you know, the cookers are pretty consistent. So there's not a huge, there's not a huge variance in, in that, um, at least what we deal with here in Southern California. Um, so just kind of giving yourself a little window of knowing, okay, I've, I've got to sauce these. I got to put them back in the cooker to kind of help the sauce kind of smooth and, and tack up and just look perfect. You got to, I'd rather have it, have a little extra time and put it back in the Cambro box and let it sit there and keep its heat for a bit, as opposed to be scrambling at the last minute and trying to make something that looks nice and running almost out of time to where, you know, you end up with a sloppy turn in. So. Jeremy, thanks for talking to us and giving us the time today. I'm so excited and proud of you for starting Jer's All-American Barbecue. And you, you have full support from Ben and me. And I'm excited to have you and Mindy come into the Seagull and chat with us. Nice. Yeah, we look forward to that. That'd be a good time. All right. Well, that is, uh, that is it for today at the Den at our Rendezvous trip down to the Spring Valley Tailgate and Barbecue Festival. Uh, lots of fun. I want to thank Sean Welshef, our host, one more time. Jeremy, good luck. And uh, for Shell, I'm Ben. Thanks for joining us down at our rendezvous. Down at our rendezvous.